Hi everybody, this is Jen from Fancy Hippie and I am coming to you today with a very special episode. We're going to talk a little bit today about how we can take care of ourselves and how we can take care of others in this very unchartered territory of being in lockdown. Um, we are in New York, myself, we are in a situation right now globally that has never really happened before and every day we are getting this mixture of good news and bad news, right? We're getting this good news that things are getting better as far as flattening the curve and um, the death rate going down in different areas, the infection rate going down, and then we're getting this bad news, which is hard to reconcile with that, that, oh, okay, wait a minute, and we have to stay inside for another month? I don't, I don't get it. Like, I thought everything was going the way it was supposed to go, and um, now you're telling me I have to stay inside, and I can't open my business, and I can't... Um, do what I want to do. I can't go for my medical procedures that I wanted to have done. I can't go to the dentist. I can't get a haircut. I can't do anything that I want to do. Um, and the numbers seem to be reflecting that we're in a positive place with all of this or on our way to a positive place. So I can't, my opinion on that doesn't matter. Um, it's not going to change things. I have no pull with the government or the medical community. So there's not much I can do about changing the situation that we're in. What I can do is offer you guys a little bit of conversation about what we can do with what's going on in our brains and how can we help ourselves? How can we help the people in our homes? How can we help our families that are not with us in our homes? Um, how do we navigate this situation in a healthy way when it clearly seems to be something that as soon as we feel like we've wrapped our head around it a little bit, we get thrown another curveball, which is very, very frustrating. So um, I'm going to talk about a few things. The first thing that I'd like to discuss is anxiety, because I feel that we are definitely in a position right now where there are people who have never experienced issues with anxiety before. All of their lives, they've obviously had obstacles, had things thrown their way that they had to deal with, but it didn't necessarily cause anxiety for them. And anxiety is a crazy thing to go on in your brain. So if you're, um, if you're experiencing it for the first time in these circumstances, A, you are not alone. There are so many people that are experiencing it for the first time. And B, you probably don't know what the hell to do about it because it's so such an, um, an, an emotion that you're not in touch with that you don't know how to handle because you really have never had to. And now not only do you have to handle it, but a lot of the outlets that people suggest for anxiety aren't available to you. You can't go to any um, group support. You can't go to a movie. You can't go um, to the gym. You can't go meet a stranger face-to-face -face and have a therapy session. There's a lot of things that you're not able to do which would be suggested if you're dealing with anxiety for the first time. So let's talk about what are the things that we can do to our mindset so that maybe the anxiety lessens a little bit. Um, and the first thing is something you all have heard before. It's on every news channel, which kind of negates the purpose. Um, it's Every medical professional is suggesting it. Any therapist you see or speak to will suggest it. Try to stay away from the news. We live in a society right now where we are, we are bombarded with news from every angle, from every aspect. 
while you're watching the news, there's a crawl across the bottom of the um, television with more news um, and then coming attractions for even more news. We're watching these updates by our government officials that we're listening to them and watching other news be posted all around the screen at the same time. Um, your phone goes off and gives you news updates. Turn off those notifications. I promise you, I promise you, nothing is going to happen that you absolutely need to know about that you will not know about. Someone will make sure the news gets to you if it is something that you need to know ASAP. Don't be so afraid of shutting it off. Commit to maybe looking at it once a day, twice a day, in the morning and at night, whatever you want to do. But I know for a fact from speaking with people, there are way too many people out there right now turning on their television sets and just letting it roll for the 12 hours that they're awake. And it really should not be like that. It's doing things to your brain without you even realizing it. So that's my first suggestion is to make a commitment to lessen your news or stay away from it completely if you can. Um, the second thing is we tend to come at things like this with a very catastrophic mindset. We're looking at things that we've never experienced before. We don't know who to trust. We don't know who to turn to for advice. Um, and uncertainty by nature in our brains equals catastrophe. So we need to switch that mindset and think, are there different ways that we can be thinking about this? Is there a way to just look at the facts of what's going on? And there are. And I know that there are differing opinions on um, what's a fact and what's not. When in reality, a fact is simply that, a fact. And it's very easy to find. If you have to scroll through five pages of Google search um, results to back up what you heard from someone who heard it from someone who heard it from someone, chances are it's not real. If you find something that comes across your news feed on Facebook or an email forwarded to you that seems crazy, think about it, think about where it's coming from, and see if it can be confirmed by an actual news source. So a lot of times I think we're um, getting ourselves anxious over problems that A, don't really exist in reality, and B, may re exist and also be very uh, manageable compared to how they are in our brain when we first hear them. So if we think about different ways of thinking about the situation, that can help with our anxiety. We also can try to control our panic. Look at it from a problem-solving perspective. What can you do to keep yourself and your family safe? Don't do more than what's being recommended. Don't say, if they're telling me to wash my hands after I come back from the grocery store, maybe I should do it every 10 minutes. No, wash your hands when you come back. If they're telling you to wear a mask when you go do A, B, and C, yes, and when you go do E, F, and G, you don't have to, then follow those guidelines. Don't put yourself in um, restrictions that are not necessary. All it's doing is tricking your brain into this panic mindset that is not needed. So listen to what's recommended, follow what's recommended, and don't exaggerate it so that you it doesn't make you safer. All it's doing is making you more anxious. Um, okay, so if we move on from anxiety, and let's talk about how we can manage anger 
and irritability because if anyone is like me, being stuck at home without my usual outlets definitely makes me more irritable than normal, um, makes me quicker to anger over different things, and that can be difficult to accept. The first thing that I'll uh, talk about when it comes to managing these emotions is think about where they're coming from. What is it that's triggering your anger? If you're looking to change someone else's behavior, you might want to change your thinking on that. We are in such a weird situation right now that every single person is experiencing from the first for the first time. No one has the luxury of experience. No one. So you can't look at anyone that you're interacting with and be angry with them for handling things differently than you are handling them. Everyone's trying to find their own way. So if we recognize what's causing our anger, sometimes that's all we need to do to realize that it's not really warranted. It's not something that needs to be on our radar right now, which is great. The faster we learn that, the faster we don't have to deal with it anymore. So other things that um, may cause anger are being angry at the situation in general. You're angry that you can't go to work. You're angry that you can't go to the gym. You're angry that you can't have your kid's birthday party. You're angry that you had to reschedule your wedding. These are all very valid things to be angry about. And we can't spend our time feeling guilty about things that it's okay to be angry about. No one's telling you you have to sit home and be thankful that you're alive and that also equates to being happy about everything. We could be thankful that we're safe and also be really angry that our wedding was canceled, our birthday party was canceled, our cruise was canceled, our vacation was canceled. Um, my job is not open. My business is not open. I'm losing money. I'm not able to pay my rent. There's so many things going on right now that are valid things that will cause anger. Some we have control over and some we don't. So the only thing that I can suggest from my not-so-professional seat is um, something that I call like distraction therapy. When you really are feeling that engulf you and you're just not able to snap out of it, redirect. Go for a walk. We're all allowed to go for a walk. Read a book. Watch TV. Play a game. Call your friends. Call your mom. Call your sister. Um, speak to somebody. I'm sure that everybody has someone in their life, not necessarily that can guide them through the anger, but hopefully everybody has someone that they can call or email or text and just say, I'm losing it today. I need a distraction. And maybe that person will just call you up and tell you a funny story that their dog did or whatever. It doesn't have to be therapy. It's just some distraction. It retrains your brain to come out of that anger mindset and see where else it can go. Okay, let's move on to difficulty sleeping, which is by far something I have been struggling with from way before we've been on lockdown, but it's something that I know I hear often right now with the people I'm talking to. They can't sleep. Their sleep patterns are totally disrupted, and they don't know what to do about it. Um, there's a few suggestions I can make about this. Take them and see if they work for you. The first one is going to go right back to where we were at the beginning of this conversation, no news. Get rid of the news before bed. A lot of times we're so conditioned to getting in our bed and going on our phones and seeing what the last thing was that was posted for the day or that the news had to say or what's the last email I got 
try and stay away from the media right before you go to bed. Never mind the screen. That's a whole other thing that you really shouldn't be around screens right before you go to sleep. But if you think of it just as the media overload, don't let that be the last thing your brain is having fill is being filled with before you close your eyes. So try not to have the news with you right before bed. As far as when you're in bed, one thing that I've experienced over the past few weeks that I've decided, I made a decision to do this and it has exponentially changed my sleep habits. I was very much in the habit of waking up multiple times a night and I would try to go back to sleep and if I couldn't fall back to sleep immediately, I would reach for the phone. And I would just scroll, look and see, did I get any email? Do I have any notifications? It was not always a long thing, but it could potentially turn into a long session. Um, I made the decision not to reach for my phone at any point during the night, no matter how awake I am. It has drastically improved my sleep habits. I don't necessarily not wake up, but I fall back to sleep much quicker and my sleep when I do fall back to sleep is much more restful. So I can only say that it worked for me and suggest it. I hope that if you do try it, it works for you. Um, one of the things that the experts are suggesting for a better night's sleep, especially now that the weather is nice, get outside, get some sun, get some exercise. Sunlight does wonders for our mind, for our psyche, and so does exercise. So both of those things in combination can really help us to get a more restful night's sleep. Um, and a restful night's sleep is certainly something all of us need in order to manage the anxiety, the irritability, and the anger that we're experiencing. So everything is kind of feeding into each other. One of the things that can be the hardest to manage, um, especially when it's affecting people we love, is loneliness. And we're in a time right now where not only are the people we love who are alone, technically, in their house experiencing loneliness at a different level than they've experienced it before. Um, there are also people who are home in their houses with their family members who are also ex experiencing extreme loneliness. It's important that we remember um, that not every home is a safe place for the people who live there. Not every home is a supportive environment for the people who live there. And there are many people of all ages who really sought to um, ease their loneliness outside of their homes. And they're not able to do that right now. So try to be cognizant of the people in your life and the people in your home who may be experiencing these um, feelings of loneliness that they don't know what to do with. and reaching out to them a little extra than you normally would, um, helping them to feel connected can really go a long way. Make sure you are FaceTiming the people in your life that are alone. If you are someone that's alone and feeling the effects of loneliness, make sure you're reaching out to everybody that you can. When you're feeling like you need a connection, reach for it. The byproduct of what we're going through is that an unprecedented amount of people have nothing to do all day. So there's no limit to the amount of people out there who um, are available to connect with. And if you feel like you're home and you're by yourself and you feel, you're feeling lonely and you don't feel like you have that support system, you don't have family to reach out to, you don't have friends to reach out to, um, A, I hope you reach out to me. I'd be happy to speak with you. And B, 
there are resources on the internet, especially now, uh, for you to reach out to. And there's someone out there to speak to for everyone. So please Google it, telehealth uh, professionals, psychotherapists, psychologists, they're all um, at our fingertips on the internet right now if anybody needs to speak. And if you're looking for just more of a friendly voice and a friendly face, um, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can contact me on uh, the fancyhippie.love website and I would be happy to um, talk to anyone that you think it can benefit. So one of the other things that can help us manage all of the above is realizing that this is not a permanent circumstance, which can seem unlikely when every day we're getting this feedback about um, lockdown was extended, lockdown was extended, lockdown was extended. And every time we hear it, it kind of chips away at our soul a little bit, right? You just want it to be over for the love of God. So realizing that there will be a light at the end of the tunnel, just to switch your brain into that way of thinking will make a difference uh, whether you realize it or not. Sometimes we have to train ourselves to think differently and we don't necessarily notice it as it's happening, but the effects of it will be felt. You won't have that same anxiety feeling that you were having before. So to wrap up, in general, let's talk about how do we help the people in our house, right? If you have kids in your house, what can you do for them? Well, you can keep a routine for them. Don't shut down their questions. Um, It can be easy to be short with our kids and they have a lot of questions because guess what? They've never done this either and they look to us to know what to do. And for the first time, many of us don't know what the heck to do. So realize that, be honest with your kids about it. Um, And like I said, you can keep a routine. That being said, I'm also all for treating things on a case-by-case basis. And if you feel like it's going to be more beneficial for you guys to take a week and go off routine, then by all means, do it. We can't go on vacation right now. Maybe we need to pretend vacation. Take a weekend to go on a pretend vacation with your family. You know, watch videos from different locations um, that you want to visit someday. Learn about different places that you want to go see and put some time into it and treat it as a little mini getaway. It can be really um, nice as a vacation for your brain to look at something on your computer screen or your television screen that is not news related. So that's something that could be helpful. If you have teenagers living at home, it's really hard, right, to not nag them and tell them to get the hell out of their room um, and to get off their video game or to get out of bed or to get off YouTube. Or If they're doing what they need to be doing as far as schoolwork and Um, so on and so forth, I would try not to nag them. It's not easy to let it go, but it's beneficial for them to also feel like they can navigate their way through this. Ask them what they need. Ask them if they have questions. Ask them if they want to be left alone, and it's okay if the answer is yes. Let them guide you into the best way to help them. Um, Let's talk about our partners, right? If you have a husband, if you have a wife, if you have a partner that's living with you or um, is spending time with you, this can be difficult because you also, remember, are two people having two different experiences. We need to respect the fact that we're experiencing things in a different way. So while 
you may feel like, this is amazing. We have the gift of 24 hours a day with each other. Your partner may be feeling like they're in a cage. So try and communicate with each other, which is important, obviously, all the time anyway. Um, Let your partner know how you're feeling. Let them know if you need something from them or need them to lay off of doing something that they've been doing. Communication is key. And it really goes for everyone, not just your partner. But um, I think with a partnership and a relationship, a romantic relationship, I think it can be very easy to take personal offense when the person is not um, feeling things the way that you are feeling them. So it's important in this situation to respect the fact that you can feel two totally different ways about what's going on. It doesn't have anything to do with how you feel about each other. So that's important to remember. Um, Above all, let's focus on resilience. And this is so important because by human nature, we are almost always more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. We have to encourage ourselves and the people around us to take breaks take breaks from the news, take breaks from working at home, take breaks from being in the same room with the same people all the time. Um, Encourage that. That kind of self-care is very valuable. And if if you or someone else seems like they need more help than what you can offer, encourage them to go online and see what resources available um, to them and or to you. And I will wrap up lastly with this. Um, I hope that this was beneficial to you. Again, I am not in any way a medical professional. This is all just my feelings on um, from the experiences that I have had and the work that I've done with coaching people. It has all kind of been, you know, my work with being mindful that has been able to help me navigate through this. So I'm just sharing with you, my ideas and what works for me, and hopefully you can benefit from it. Um, And last but not least, if you really don't know what else to do and you find yourself in a frame of mind that you're having a really hard time snapping out of, a random act of kindness goes a long, long way. Go through your phone contact list, see if there's someone out there that maybe you haven't talked to in a while and give them a call. Reach out to someone that you know um, historically is alone a lot. Just do something nice for someone. Call ShopRite and send someone some paper towels or whatever. You know, like just think of something that you can do as a random act of kindness because it feeds us just as much as it feeds the recipient and that always fills your heart a little bit more. So I hope you continue to um, navigate your way through this. If I can be of help or if I can help anybody find some resources that they need, I'm happy to do so. Please reach out to me at any time, and I hope you all have a safe and healthy week. Talk to everybody soon. Take care. Welcome to the Fancy Hippie Podcast. My name is Jen Cody, and I will be your host. Thanks so much for joining us today. Are you enjoying Fancy Hippie so far? I really, really hope so. I also hope that you want more of what we have to offer. So please head on over to fancyhippie.love to see all the different ways Fancy Hippie can inspire parts of your life. Maybe you're looking to connect with others. 
you can join our free Facebook community, the Follow Your Bliss Collective. Or maybe you're looking to soak up some support so you can join one of our free in-person or virtual workshops. You can immerse yourself in inspiration during one of our weekend retreats, or maybe you wanna gain some clarity and direction and take advantage of one-on-one coaching. No matter what it is you're searching for, Fancy Hippie has something for everyone. So thank you so much for your support and keep on following your bliss. Have a great day.